Hi, I'm Lauren Clash Schneider with Class Notes for Broadway Radio. I'm here with Britt Burke, director of Becomes a Woman, the, the Mint Theater Company's production at City Center. Hello. Hi there. Well, you are working on something quite extraordinary. Let's just talk about playwright Betty Smith wrote her debut novel in A Tree Grows in Brooklyn in 1943. But before that, in 1931, she wrote the play Becomes a Woman. Up until this production, the play had never been published or produced. And I'm curious, Britt, the first time you read the play, what was it like meeting these characters and reading her words? Yes, yes to all of this. So <laughs> the artistic director of The Mint, uh, I had directed a reading at The Mint a few months prior to this project. And then he sent me this script. It was called Becomes a Woman and it didn't have the playwright's name on it. And he wrote an email that said, uh, hey, Britt, what are you doing in January? If you love this, let's talk. And I wrote back and I said, I'm sure I'm going to love it. Can't wait to read it. Let's get a meeting on the books. And he said, no, no. What if you don't love it? You have to read it first. So I started the play and immediately I recognized Francie Nolan because she's the main character and becomes a woman. And she's also the main character in A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. And I grew up reading A Tree Grows in Brooklyn because my mom grew up reading A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. <laughs> part of my family history and part of what made me love language and love words. So immediately, I'm happy to see Francie. And this is like a different iteration of her, but it's definitely her in some ways. And then on top of that, I kind of, I, I found myself laugh, laughing a lot during that first read of the script. Mm -hmm. um, mostly the the stage directions that Betty Smith wrote, I felt like they were my type of humor. And I felt like I could see the way that I directed, like the phrases I might use or the uh, terminology I might invoke. I could see them in her stage directions. And I felt like we were having conversation. I felt like we were joking together. So right away, I felt really comfortable with the script. And then there are just layers and layers of exceptional characters and really stunning storytelling. So I felt very privileged to get to read that script. Mm, what history you bring to it becomes a woman is about a 19 year old girl living with her family in Brooklyn who learns the hardest lesson a girl can face on her way to becoming a woman without giving away too much. Talk about how that translates to today's audience. We had a talk back the other day. It was an enrichment event. And one of the audience members asked if we had rewritten the last scene of the play, because there was one line that really stood out to her and she just felt like it was so modern and so relevant. Mm -hmm. And we explained that we haven't rewritten a single word of it. It's all Betty Smith's original writing. So the play is dealing with issues of reproductive justice and of female bodily autonomy and of shame and how we overcome shame uh, with our families and within society. Mm -hmm. So even though it's set in sort of 1922 to 24, it feels like it was written yesterday and it feels shockingly relevant and poignant. Mm. It also sounds from your description that Betty Smith was practically in the room with you as you were mounting this. And talk about working on a new play that for audience members and for your cast feels like a new play without the playwright actually being there. That's a beautiful question. I fully felt that she was there in mm. many ways. I reread A Tree Girls in Brooklyn and I read her other novels and I read her biography. Um, and I kind of just used her to point us true north 
because mm-hmm. she writes a lot about what interested her in theater, what drew her to theater, what she was passionate about. So whenever we arrived at a moment where, uh, you know, parts of the play sometimes feel underdeveloped because she never workshopped it or, or produced it or published it. And I don't mean underdeveloped as in they're not right. It just feels like maybe she would have changed them if she had workshopped the play ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the, the real answer to the question is through her writing and the ways that she chronicled her ideas about art, I feel like we were really able to create a play that she would have wanted to see mounted. Um, and I feel, I feel that I'm getting a little emotional. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I, I feel that the way that she, you know, Francie Nolan in It's She Grows in Brooklyn, she wants to be a writer of plays and mm-hmm. Betty writes Francie as rewriting the endings to books and rewriting the endings to moments in her life that she wants to explore different alternatives with. Um, and I think she just understood the, the power of writing and mm-hmm. because she wrote so much about the power of writing, we're able to understand what she cared about and we're I'm able to bring that into play. Does mm-hmm. that answer me? I do that again. Is that okay? <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. And becoming emotional is so reasonable. It's somewhat extraordinary to have this found work and the connection between you and the material and the playwright and your own history to bring it to life is emotion provoking, which is an extra special treat. And you're working with quite a large cast. What type of environment did you create to inhabit this old, kind of old slash new work? It is a very large cast of 15 actors, and they are all the most wonderful collaborators I could possibly ask for. I feel like when I'm leading a rehearsal room, I'm using, I'm calling it the three E's, and I'm looking at empathy and equity and elucidation and Mm -hmm. what I think that means is if we're all uh being thoughtful with each other and giving everyone the space to explore and we're being clear with each other then we can arrive at something very special and very collaborative Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. we started with a lot of table work very full long days of table work just really getting into the history and the characters and every single little moment in the text I'm very big on minutiae so um, we did some very detailed work mm-hmm. and in those days of table work the cast really generously offered what drew them to this play and the things in their lives that made Francie Nolan and becomes woman make sense to them um, experience they'd had with their own families or in their family history with uh, people needing to keep secrets or people needing to hide from shame in different ways and mm-hmm. I think uh, all of that honesty and thoughtfulness is present in the play. And even in the moments of lightness in the play, it's underpinned by the cast's desire to tell this really important story and to honor what Betty Smith was trying, trying to say. Mm, how lovely. Now, you, in your own history, graduated from Barnard in 2018. What about your experience there best prepared you for a professional life as a director pre-pandemic, during the shutdown, and currently? Barnard was 
so wonderful for me. I love uh-huh. my time there. I'm in the theater department. And uh-huh. I, for my senior thesis at Barnard, I directed Virtual Brecht's A Respectable Wedding. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how that play parallels this one. There's a dysfunctional family. There's an unplanned pregnancy. Um, and there's kind of, it's half this stylistic comedy, but half this real critique of what society was like then and now. So I think Farmer gave me the skills to look at an old text and modernize it in the ways that are useful, but also keep the integrity of what made it relevant at that time. Um, and mm-hmm. Barnard was such a theoretical education and such an academic mm-hmm. environment that mm-hmm. they really taught how to love a text and take care of a text, but also how do you bring my own ideas and adventures into it. Mm-hmm. So I'm very grateful. Thank you. You're the co-founder of November Theater Company, which identifies as having a home in London and New York City. Talk a little bit about the company. November Theater is a transatlantic company, which means that we create work that makes an enriching dialogue between the American audience and the British audience. So we did, for example, we did the American premiere of Miriam Batty's Pancake Day over here, and it was sort of about taking what makes it spicy and exciting in British mm. vernacular and finding ways to do that for an American audience. And over the pandemic, we got to make so much work on Zoom with people, not just in America and the UK, but all over the world. We did this stream where one person was in China and one person was in San Diego. Um, so we were able to like really make it transatlantic in that way and just develop these plays with an eye toward as many perspectives as possible and as much universal thought going into the play as possible so that was one company that I feel like we we didn't know we needed the pandemic but it really blew up the ideas of what we could do and who we could get into our collaborative rooms oh great and your co-founder is Nell Bailey how did this theater company come about for the two of you Nell and I went to Barnard together Uh and we always wanted to play together and she's actually back in the UK now. So that's been a really interesting experience of how can I support her work there? How does she support my work here? It's a very non-traditional model, but it's very supportive and kind of, uh, I think, very innovative because of the physical distance between us. You know, keeping the ideas sparking between us overseas has been a really wonderful and exciting challenge. Oh, great. Now, November Theatre Company's website identifies, quote, relaxed performances. Will you describe what that means? I would say that that is mostly in relation to performances where, uh, like, communities that might normally not be able to sit through a show are able to sit through a show. Mm -hmm. So people who might not be comfortable sitting in a dark room, people who might be comfortable not being able to get up and go to the bathroom, who might not be comfortable with particularly loud noises, are able to actually go to a relaxed performance and not worry about the normal things that might deter them from seeing theater. Mm, Well, thank you. And I'm so grateful of the vision from the Mint Theater to send you their play send you this play in the first place and um, how it was approached and how you said yes. So thank you. you. I'm very grateful to the Mint and to you. Thank you for this interview. (laughs) Thanks, Britt. I'm Lauren Klaas Schneider with Britt Berg.
director of Becomes a Woman, the Mint Theatre Company's production at City Centre. Thank you.